Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 690 for the week of August 26, 2023. I'm Chris Privet here, bringing you the week's show of RPG things and Baldur's Gate 3 relationship updates. Joining me, Kelly Ryan. I, I still haven't had sex with Gail, and I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Mm-hmm. Is he one of the hardest ones to romance, or am I just bad No, at he's one of the easiest ones to accidentally get in a romance, so you're doing it wrong. Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> Um, also joining me today, the anime man, Robert Albright. The one person that probably not playing Baldur's Gate in, in, in 3 in the entire universe. It, it feels no, like are, it, right? There are I, others. Vaughn noped out. I can't believe he noped out. This game's um, so good, Kelly. He doesn't like tactical combat, and once he realized that the combat was tactical, he just couldn't get into it after that. But it's like turn-based. It's like D and D. Yeah, D and D is tactical t- combat. We've never actually played tabletop D and D before. Oh, okay then. <laughs> but also that—that's different. That's getting drunk with your friends. That's true, and attacking yeah, the darkness. Oh, wait, he, I'm sorry, he yeah. has. My bad. I forgot about that group. I I, I pushed that, that group out of my vibe my mind on because they were idiots in this game yeah. it is better than playing real D because real D takes a lot longer <laughs> I, I, yeah. I i will attest to that but there's nothing like sitting around the table talking about everything but the combat yes <laughs> <laughs> while doing the combat mm-hmm. Oh yeah, this reminds me of the time. Hey, do you have any Mountain Dew in the fridge? Oh, will you stop like, with no. the Mountain Dew references? No, I actually this that conversation did come up. It's like where where's the where's the Mountain Dew? Where are the Dew? Cheetos? Where's the Cheetos? Hey, I will never make fun of casting magic missile again because of how OP that spell actually is. It's oh, it's yeah. not oh. bad because it can't miss. Not only can it not miss, but it can it's auto damage. Yeah. It can uh, bring some enemies down to half health if you if you get a good roll. Not it later on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, magic well, I missiles. guess you can cast it as a higher level. So yeah, yeah, yep. And it gains one more missile. Wasn't it level. a? It was a cantrip in four, wasn't it? I forget. There was uh, a, there was one where it was a cantrip, and that was nice. But that's not the case anymore. I is think it? I think that is four. Uh, let me go pull out my book. I have a four book. I don't have a five. Actually, I bought five book on D and D Beyond, um, just so I could look up things about this game. Yeah, I have. I have pretty much every four e book that exists on a bookcase behind me. I have the four e player book and game master book, and that's all I own because my group tried four e and they hated it so much. We never played it again. And then I later played a board game with the 4E creator at um, a gaming convention in Madison, and he said, yeah, that was my fault. Uh, <laughs> it's oof. like, that was fun. <laughs> oof. I, I never understood the hatred for 4. It's not good. It's, <laughs> it's it, not good, Kelly. It's not as bad as people say it is. It's just people, the combat takes the, even longer than normal combat D&D. just didn't go well yeah combat like, i i had a party get slaughtered by combat? one pile of rats oh did you guys fall in the pit yeah oh, you even know the adventure 
Yeah. I know the adventure. That was the first one we did. Yeah. We le- we actually left. We did not fall down in the pit. We actually realized it's a pit. And then... Uh, I was we- the GM, so I was like... I knew that this was going poorly, and it's my job to either decide to kill this party off or alter it so that they can actually continue with the adventure. And I did what I could. And even with me doing what I could, they hated that combat so much it soured the rest of the entire adventure. <laughs> yeah, no, we actually had no issue with with the, with the adventure. Um, but uh, the running gag for our group was because of the rats in that pit. Mm-hmm. They squeak and end their turn. <laughs> Because no one fell in the pit. Aww. Yeah, well, you're lucky. If they had, <laughs> it might have gone real different. And, and, it, um, it basically, th- what it did is it illustrated how impotent some of the, the fighters and the clerics and stuff were. And they, they, it did a good job of exposing how poorly built um, you could make a character, even when you thought you were doing a good job. And eh, whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah, um, so we actually went back and ki- killed those things because uh, w- the rats by just standing at the top because one of the characters had a great sword. Oh, nice. And she, and she would just, you know, stab them from the top and they couldn't get her. Oh, don't let them do that. You say, oh, the, the rats just slink down and they're no longer a pile. You can't reach them with your great sword. You want to fight them. Get down in there. No, we need we need the experience. They needed the level. experience. <laughs> We needed the experience to get. She was like just enough of experience <laughs> short that we actually purposely did this. Um, we this also, is why we don't do experience that way anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we do it by milestones. Milestone experience is great. Um, also, the uh, goblin mm-hmm. in that adventure, uh, Splug. I don't we, remember uh, anymore. <laughs> yeah, his name was Splug. I only know this because we misnamed him as Splurg. Nice. We ended up kidnapping him. Good. Uh, we threw him into a room full of zombies that were behind the invisible wall. And he survived. And we ended up pretending that we had this training montage where he got really good. And then he gets beheaded by the last boss of that dungeon. And we actually rev- had him revived because we had enough money to revive him by selling like everything we 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 took everything we were true murder hobos Mm -hmm. um and then um and then he became like the most overpowered character in the entire adventure like he he could almost like one shot he was one shotting people left and right it was it was he also ran a bar nice yeah called the beheaded goblin kelly i i have to ask you about a similar style character in Baldur's gate 3 that i am really upset because i can't seem to invite them to my party and i'm like why does this game do this to me there is a kobold in a circus and i want him to join my party oh i haven't gotten to the kobold in the circus i was mad last night because no matter what i was trying to let the displacer beast out of the cage and no matter what i was doing i was pissing it off you passed the kobold like, then <laughs> yeah and i was like oh um kelly let me let me save you some time just progress the story a little bit no, uh, oh. Just walk over, go go, go. check out the clown, and that'll oh, proceed things, yeah, and you'll understand I, what's going on. Yeah, I, I did that. I was oh. trying to be like, hey, here's your chance to get your revenge, Displacer Beast. Mm-hmm. And it was just pissed off at me, no matter what I did. So it's like, fine, here you go, get out of the cage, get pissed off at me. I was trying to help you out. Um, I, I love that Asteron is like, uh, it was almost like killing a clown. 
or crap, I can't remember exactly what he said. He was very happy about killing a clown. <laughs> Almost giddily so. He didn't do that to me, and that makes me sad. But things got weird after that fight for me because one of my NPCs had a f- spell effect that was on the battlefield that one of the one of my characters had a spell effect on the battlefield. After that f- the fight that happens in that area, one of the NPCs walked into that spell effect, took damage, accused my character of attacking them and sent them to prison. So I had to break one of my characters out of prison by themselves. Oh, I had to do that too. Um, that was not did, fun. Did, <laughs> you talked to the skull to break out of the I prison? did! <laughs> yeah. So I, I talked to the skull. I got my stuff back. I was trying to invisibly lockpick, mm-hmm. not realizing that doing anything it breaks your invisibility. And mm-hmm. then I got in a fight with the guards. Yeah. In theory, but, like you're just supposed to leave, but without spoiling, there's perhaps something you would like to do once you're in that prison. And then that makes things complicated because I don't want to come back later, even though you totally could just come back later. <laughs> I want to do it now. <laughs> uh, what are you supposed to do in the prison? Uh, I don't want to spoil it. Like You'll that, have to tell me. Yeah, later. I'll have to tell you later. I don't want to spoil it. But, but <laughs> um, it gave me a chance to test out my new ability, which is my favorite ability in the entire game. Now, can I say it? I yeah oh oh that one i've heard before i don't know if that's people this is a this is an illithid power ability so if you want to just headphones off if you don't want any of those it's one of the uh the special ones you unlock later so if that's a spoiler then go ahead i get to be a displacer beast yeah i heard about that ahead of time i'm like oh how do i do that how do i do that i'm like trying to collect all the forms i can turn into in this game and like I need that one too, so I know how now. But uh, it's it's been like finally. So you you can you can do all the things, Kelly. You can turn on all the thing, all the kitties. It, it is so much. How fun do you like being get... a tentacle cat? <laughs> so much fun getting three <laughs> tentacle whips in a turn, or like doing two, and then no, I think it's a bonus action. You could do. You could do the displace and take something across the map and leave another thing behind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doing that with the clown and trying to, trying to put the the clone. <laughs> You're like Kitty. Other... I I can play with you, Kitty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god! I wish I could run around in that form yeah. all all the time. Yeah. But I can't talk to with anybody in that form. Nope. And that sucks. Uh, God, God, it is so much fun. Um, it's a good and, and game. My, my character looks very goth now, by the way. A mm. uh, little bit of eyeliner, a little bit of facial cracking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, m- mine does as well. I'm the only one who's gone the goth route. But what I did do is when I went to the circus, somebody sells face paint. I have everyone with clown makeup on. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And there is nothing like quite like seeing Asterian freak out about how everyone in your group is weirdos when he's wearing clown makeup. <laughs> I, I have to ask you, did you laugh your ass off at that interaction with the uh, face paint maker? Um, I didn't laugh my ass off. I'm like, I figured it out and rolled successfully. Like, yay, they're so okay. happy. They're so I, happy. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I could make them, them happy. <laughs> I must be weird then, because 
that that poor mummy who's just mm. go, going mm, mm. <laughs> and you read her mind and she's like do you understand common would you like to buy some face paint i didn't do a i just figured it out with intuition i didn't do read mind that's so, so funny I, <laughs> if so i had I, I that would have been that would have been hilarious so I, when I read her mind, and she said she that, thinks she's and, talking. And I said I would like to buy some face paint, and she goes, mm. "I I died laughing because I I just pictured this poor mummy, not being able to talk, being so frustrated that she can't sell face paint, and then you finally understand her and buy face paint, and she's just so happy. I laughed like an idiot, and I showed that." See, cut so Sandra Bond, and he's like, "Yeah, you're weird." <laughs> I'm like, "Shut up, that was hilarious." So the long and short of it is, if you get the chance to visit a circus, I highly recommend you do so. Yeah. Did Did you see the? I want to. I want to recruit that necromancer. I wonder if that's possible. Oh, the the one that's like the drag queen. Yeah, she's great. Uh, did you see her crawling hands named Itchy and Scratchy? Yes, I did. What a I want to recruit her skeletons. They're so cute. I'm so... I. The problem is I need to... She has a fetch quest you have to do for her that I'm not going to spoil what you're fetching because it's weird. But, okay. um... Yeah. I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to pull it off. <laughs> uh, Chris, I want to say that you're calling her weird. Have you... Have, you should hold up a mirror and look at yourself. Hey, it's my Geralt plushie. If you watch the Adventure Time, the Adventure Zone podcast, or the uh, my brother and brother me podcast, they have a they have a D and D thing where they have somebody summoned familiar, and it's a unicorn, and this is a plushie of the unicorn. If you're uh, pretty cute plushie, mm-hmm. uh, Chris. That would technically be a bicorn. Since it, it is a bicorn. Horns. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm teasing. He's huggable. I have a cute little displacer beast plushie that looks like a slug because of how it's constructed, but I bought it at a tabletop store and it is adorable. Mm. Plus my uh, officially licensed displacer beast plushie that is also adorable. Officially licensed displacer beast plushie. Yeah, because this That's one a is title. a... One of them is a knockoff. The other one is officially licensed. Uh, so, speaking of having to grind for EXP in a Eastern RPG, um, that that fight at the end of Act it's Two... It's got a mouth in its... Wait, is this the one you have, Kelly? That has yeah, a mouse in yeah. its mouth? Yeah. That's adorable. That's they don't look adorable. like that in the game. No. <laughs> no. I also have a uh, a keychain oh, version of that too. They're happy. It's uh, a happy Tiamat. Sorry, it, go ahead. <laughs> I, I, sorry, I'm just looking at your screen. I've got the um, the gelatinous cube plushie. I stuck <laughs> when when I bought it. I had also uh, bought some Final Final Fantasy plushies on clearance from another shop, so I'd stuffed those in the gelatinous cube <laughs> for storage. <laughs> Nice, but but it, it was Bart's and Vaughn, so it was okay. Um, why does the gelatinous cube have a mouth? It doesn't need a mouth. You can put stuff in it. I, I, I get that. That that's over here, but it has a mouth drawn on the top, and it's like no, the the whole thing. They don't. 
That doesn't make sense. <laughs> oh, it's a tiny one. Anyway, sorry. What are you, what are sorry. we talking uh, about? Oh, uh, Kelly, I... did you get the owl bear in your camp? No. You can do that. Did you know that? No. So, I, I got the kid in my camp with the cat that doesn't like it like it when I talk I to know, it. I know. I have him too. That poor kitty. May I pet you? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He said no. Uh, by the way, I will admit that the amount of times you and you know I keep hearing about Baldur's Gate three, I will admit I I am vaguely interested because boy do I hate Baldur's Gate one and two though. I would wait. It, until they're it different goes games. On sale. They're, they're yeah. different games. But like oh. totally, if you if you are mean and do something to the Albert Cubs mama, I would suggest going out of your way to make the owlbear end up in your camp so you take care of it and take responsibility for your actions. I so, was not mean and did not do anything to the owlbear mama. So, so um, interesting story. Um, one, of my, one of my streamer friends that I watch, uh, who does late night streams, um, he killed the owlbear by flinging the cub into it. Oh my god! <laughs> by, how did he kill it? He threw the cub at the mother. Oh. And, it killed the, and it killed the mama. Well, it killed Forget both. it. Forget it. That's just murder hobo. <laughs> I don't know how people play like that. It's like, he, he why are you so degenerate in D&D? <laughs> okay, okay. In his defense, no. the thought line was, I wonder if I could do this. Which, if you play D&D... Is fine, that- but then you <laughs> F8 after it and do it the right way. <laughs> that is the right way. It's like, can I do this? And the DM says, you can try. You can certainly try. Yep. Famous last words from the DM. Or if, or if your DM is really an asshole, he'll be like, oh, you said it, you did it. Oh. My, my wife has said both those things to the same player. Um... Sorry, you guys keep interrupting me, and I keep trying to tell the story of me basically having to do the JRPG grind for experience. What? Be- because <laughs> I was level seven by the time I finished Act Two, and when I went to go to Boulder's Gate proper, it told me um, you, were you will only have a very seven? hard time. You were only so, seven. Yeah. What have you been doing, Kelly? I don't know. Nothing, I just, apparently. You're skipping <laughs> things. Just been kind of exploring around and ending up places, and apparently... Before moving forward, I ex- I make sure I get map completion. You can actually complete the map? Cause I mean, you look like around the map, you can see all the air. Er- you can see if you're able to walk an area because it's highlighted lighter than the surrounding area, right? Okay. And so you make sure that you follow all those paths to their end. Yeah, I I had been sort of doing that, but for some reason in that second chapter I didn't. Apparently, luckily, I'm level shaming you now. I'm yeah, sorry, Kelly. I had to run around and basically just find some encounters at random. I mean that that they're not random; they're scripted, obviously. But yeah, it, it was very weird having to go basically grind for exp, and that's. When I learned that casting thorns on a needle beast will basically cause a chain reaction. I don't know if you knew that. I did not know that. Yeah. 
Uh, it'll I'm ex- interested what the chain reaction is. Uh, probably a lot of thorns exploding everywhere. Well, yeah, you cast thorns on a needle piece and it'll explode one, which causes them all to explode. And it's very, very fun to watch. And also a lot easier than having to go through to each one killing them. I'm s- so the um, big patch came out last night, Kelly, and I'm sad because they uh, they nerfed the experience you get for doing the Dark Portal event with Halson. So that you can't just sit there with um with Shadow Heart with uh, Spirit Guardians on and just kill everything in one hit and get massive experience. Um, I didn't get a chance to do that because Shadow Heart got very mad at me that apparently right. I did you bring- messed things up, Kelly. There are so many ways for that to go, and the way you did, wow. How could you? I, I honestly don't know. I just I the place that- was called Shar's Gauntlet, and you didn't bring the priestess of Shar. Well, part of the problem was I hadn't been using her because mm-hmm. when I they took her leveled. out of my party because I thought the druid joined you, yeah, some bug caused her to just leave my camp, and then I couldn't find her. So I'd kind of gotten used to not using her, and then when she came back, it's like, well... <laughs> Today's kinda... RPG cast, Chris Baldur's Gate shames Kelly. Oh, yes, no. apparently, jeez. Oh. Um, but yeah, she like had a complete bitch fit at me and screamed at me and then left the party and will not be coming back. And I was like, well, uh, I really didn't like you anyway, and I'm probably going to end up p- pissing off the Githyanki, too. What's that is like most the uh, she is considered one of the best of the companions in the game. <laughs> so the here's the players. thing. So yeah, there's story things that I think are neat with her, but also aren't. Um, <laughs> that is cute, but it is wrong. <laughs> Air Fruxus. Yeah, it's like sorry. Um, <sighs> there are a lot of companions the game throws at you, even in Act Three. So I think you'll be okay. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I just, I didn't like her. She's so damn b- bitchy to me. Okay. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. What? It, you know what? It's D&D. I'm, that is a skill issue. What? You know, skills, interactions. You, you said know. a skill issue implies Kelly played poorly. I'm, I am saying it's a skill issue because of the way she, she was making her roles to interact with the character. No, that was I, that was because she didn't nice take her to something you have to take her to. That was Yeah, a, no, that's what it was. And I was being nothing but nice to her yeah. up until that point. <laughs> Today, Tam skill shaped Kelly. Oh my gosh. I just as as soon as I got the tiefling chick in my party, it was like, you know what? I like you a lot better than this other chick. She's so much better. Fun. She's the best person. Like everything she does, she's like, "F yeah, let's let's do." And this. my game has bugged out, and I can't romance her. Oh, darn! Yep. Well, I mean, you'll probably b- burn your crotch off if you do. Well, no, you get you can you can nickel plate her, and then you're good to oh, go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't know if that game had asbestos condoms. It's part of her story. It's part of her story. You do like if oh. you do two upgrades, you can do you can do sexy times. Yeah, I need to, I need to go do that. Actually, that's on my list of things. That's an to Act do. Two thing, Kelly. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, dude, near the inn. Maybe you already another... did it. Maybe you already did it. 
I, I don't know. There's another one in Baldur's Gate that I yes. have to go to. Yes, I, that's true. Yes, that's a whole other thing. But I believe you're already ready for sexy times. But I, I mean, I've got so much to do anyway because I've got to go save Kelly. Will's dad. I want you to know that there is an opportunity for you to have a fivesome oh. in Baldur's Gate. In, okay. in in the area you are in. So okay. should you wish to seek that out, the world is your orgy, I guess. <laughs> There's a show title. That's yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I gotta, man, there's lines I want to spoil from that, but I won't because it's more fun to experience it. Um, I watched gotta, it on YouTube. I said, "What? This is in the game, and now I'm trying." Who should I bring? <laughs> I mean, remember they they allowed you to have sex with a bear. Not in my game yet. Well, you're. Pl- I was you're promised sex with a bear. So far, I've had no sex with a bear. This game lied to me. <laughs> Maybe they they quickly removed it after that event. It's fine. I'm having plenty of fun. There's plenty of other romances to have. Currently, I'm trying to get Vampire Boy to warm up to me. It's very slow going. But, oh, the, sp- talk to the Dryad in the circus, by the way, if you want to get oh, better relationships with people. Okay. I did. I I know I did reload that one because uh, I, me too. <laughs> I guessed wrong. I was uh-huh. trying to pick the nice guess, not the uh, your f up guess, and that was wrong. Apparently, it it varies based on who you're doing that with, whether or not they want you to say things that are true or things that are nice. I was trying to be nice, and apparently that didn't work out very well. So it, but it's then again, ve- apparently. I, it's really funny how they do that. It's like every character is like, do they want the truth? Do they want something like the truth? Do they want you to say something not the truth because they don't like being talked about in public? You know, it's it's great. Um, yeah, that that being said, I, I've got a lot of stuff to do. Um, I already. <laughs> what are you leaving the podcast to go play it some more? Is that what you're telling us now? Like, um, guys, no. I got I got Baldur's. I gotta I gotta go. <laughs> Uh, I don't know how long it's going to take me to wrap this up. Honestly, it uh, it doesn't end. <laughs> yeah, I like I it kept for, I I I spent three nights trying to finish Act Two <laughs> before I was able to finish Act Two. Like Man, I'm at the end. Much... This should be fine. I'm almost done with Act Two. Nope. <laughs> and how many acts yeah. are in the game? Three. three. Oh. So you're like halfway through. Uh, yeah, I'm over. I'm at. I'm over seventy hours. I'm in Act Three now. So you're halfway through. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> I don't know how long Act Three is. We'll find out. So, um, but we're at the point I... where I'm just getting spoiled on like YouTube. So I have to finish just to reduce the amount of spoilers I'm getting. So after I do the thing in Act Three with a very very large thing, mm-hmm. um, that's not the end. I don't know. It might be. Okay. I, I I have no idea, Kelly. Le- legitimately, Chris, I don't know. Chris, there's there's a secret to not getting spoiled by YouTube. Well, stop it, Tam. I need to watch YouTube. You don't understand. The, the problem is, I have a lot of content on YouTube, and YouTube likes to throw content at me. Like, oh, you should like this. I'm like, well, technically, that just spoiled me. But fine, YouTube, whatever. You don't have to watch it. Yes, I do for other reasons. Oh, okay. 
I, I don't know. Not for other reasons, but like, See, I, I, I have I a was, lot of shit on YouTube that's not Baldur's Gate related that I also watch. And it's like in the middle of that is like, hey, here's a Baldur's Gate spoiler. And like, thanks, YouTube. <laughs> See, I spoiled what the final boss is, though I, I had guessed it um, almost immediately mm-hmm. after what was going on. I had spoiled what the final boss was because I was trying to figure out what all the main story quests were. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you had to Gale think also, hard about what the final boss will be. Uh, I don't remember to be honest. Never it was mind. One of those. It was one of those things like, oh, I think that's going to be this because mm-hmm. I've seen miniatures of that thing. And it was like, oh, OK, that's exactly what it was. Um, being intentionally vague on purpose. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have to go um, look up miniatures of that. I didn't know there would be. Yeah, the the, the one I'm thinking of in particular is kind of pricey, though. And it's, uh, it should uh, be. <laughs> it's un, it's pre-painted and I tend not to like the pre-painted ones. Yeah. Because the paint jobs on them are horrible. Oh, yeah, that's not great. But I see the, um, oh, I see where that artwork has shown up elsewhere, that paint style. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> I know nothing. There was one more thing I, I thought I wanted what? to bring up. No! What? Oh, I'm going to show you this one um, because I'm not going to show it on stream. I'm going to message it to you privately, Kelly. And ask, okay. like, what is the story with this shit? <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, moving on. See, I felt like I I had more I wanted to bring up with Baldur's Gate. But there's so can... little we can talk about is the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um. No, I can't talk about that either. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, was, I was hoping we, we would have more of a spoiler cast going because, yeah, stuff I, happens at the end of Act 3. We could, but I don't think we should. Um, <laughs> I, I appreciated that one of my favorite voice actors, well, actors who happens to do video game voices showed up. J.K. Simmons? Yes. Yeah. I was. I talked to that guy. I'm like, wait, is that Cave Johnson? I look up. Like, oh my god, Cave Johnson's in this game. I I love it now. Um, I like that's how you know him. I think J yeah. J J's Jamison is how I think of him. Or farmer. Well, anyway, a, a little bit of both. A little bit of Cave. A little bit of uh, J Jonah Jameson because he was he was in the new Spider Man movie mm-hmm. as a Lego J Jonah Jameson. Okay, that's funny. It's funny. Wasn't well, he in the yeah. game as like a podcast, J. Jonah Jameson? I don't think so. I think that was a sound alike. Mm. Correct me if I'm wrong, chat. Oh, right. No, that was the movie. <laughs> that was the actual movie he was in. He, yeah, he was in the um, yeah. Tom Holland Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, big kind of an Alex Jones yeah. type, including selling supplements, which was freaking That's hilarious. Amazing. Um. You know, you know, we're talking about uh, we were talking about voice actors before the show because uh, non RPG related news. But Charles Martinet retired, announced his retirement. I thought that was week. like weeks ago. No, that was this week. Yeah, that that was this week. All right. But they, Cause they I, said he wasn't doing Mario in the new game, and then they're like, now he's retiring. Like, isn't that the same thing? <laughs> well, they made him the Mario ambassador at mm-hmm. Nintendo. Yeah. All Which, right. So they promoted him out of the way, the way that Japanese companies do things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so here's the thing. 
I'm in Act 3 and I still haven't met Minsk. What's going on, Kelly? They showed him I, in the pr- the marketing. Where's Minsk? <laughs> I don't know. I'm tr- I'm on the hunt for him myself. Oh well. Yeah, I I want uh, Matt Mercer Minsk and my own party as well. I don't even know what kind of accent he has. All you need is uh, <laughs> he has a Jim Cummings accent. If that makes okay. any sense. <laughs> Imagine Jim Cummings, and he blew the Monkey King away, but really angry and excited. And then you'll have Minsk in your head. Kind of like how sad he is in Diablo 4. Mm -mm. No sad. None of the sad. No Donan. The opposite of Donan, as far as emotions go. Uh, So more Robotnik? (laughs) Okay. Because he played Robotnik in one of the cartoons. I have to go listen to that now. All right. Um, I'll get back to you. Surprisingly enough, the Robotnik voice is a little more seductive, if that makes any sense. No, this is... That is really... No, that's that's not the vibe for Minsk. Okay. Yeah, that's... that's, No. Yeah, talking about video game voice actors and how Mario was the one true voice for a lot of people. For me, if they ever recast J. Jonah Jameson. You know the guy who says, you know the guy, uh, Uncle Wong in the dungeon in Mists of Pandaria who adds peppers to the beer? Yeah. Yes. That. That's the energy for Minsk. No, no, no. Yes, yes. Peppers! Peppers! Yeah. Oh, him. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I love that. <laughs> the one thing from that expansion that... I, I mean, I, I like the expansion enough, but that one bit is going to stick with me for years. Just as, uh... I fixed the slime machine! But that's not ordinary slime! I I played too much well. You did, okay. just a little bit. Alright, well, let's move on to something. What are we doing? Oh, yeah? What did you do to me this week? You you peer pressured me. I didn't do a darn thing to you. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't take responsibility for it. I did not buy this game. I don't know why you bought this game. You you talked me into it, and I I went on a vampire survivor bender again. You you bought it during last week's podcast when you were stating during the podcast that you saw that it released on Switch and you were heavily debating getting it on Switch. And yeah. then by the end of the podcast, you're like, Chris, I did it again. I bought it. So, no, it is not Chris's it's fault. It's probably my fault. I probably said you should get it or something like that. And that's, you probably that's did enough. Not. See, yeah. I, th- I thought that you were falling off the wagon with me, and apparently no. you weren't. No, I, I have it. No, I'm good. <laughs> Luckily, th- thanks to me actually knowing what I'm doing this time around, I managed Going to finish faster, it. Going faster, right? Yeah. Yeah. Managed to finish it within the week because I know, okay, what what needs to evolve and what builds to use. And Mm -hmm. apparently I never finished the fantasy DLC because I have no memories of that cave where you had to use specific characters to kill. Yeah, I haven't done it either, actually. So I haven't done it either. I Um, own it. But also those achievements like survive fifteen minutes with character A or kill 100,000 enemies with character B. Backcountry makes those unlocks just painful, painlessly easy, almost kind of to a boring degree. Because 
bat country for those that don't know is a level that just has nothing but bats and breakable cubes oh nice that get you lots of uh items and yeah you just you get your build you stand there you wait for them to kill a hundred thousand enemies or wait 15 minutes or 50 levels and you're done with some of those unlocks so that helped me finish the game a little bit faster Though I still went on a bender and couldn't put the game down. And it's like, okay, I need to unlock everything because if I don't, I will never be free. So that's the other thing I played this week. I unlocked everything. I should probably take the game off my Switch so that I can actually get stuff done. Yes, I you can't should. Think, I can't think of much else I can do in the game other than just beat every level with every character. Um. And thank God for the cheat codes because I don't see how he, they're they're the two ghost characters you can unlock by the normal means. Yeah. Um, I I had managed to get Toasty to show up on my screen and I hit down and start and it still it didn't work. Unlock. Yeah. Yeah. So I just said screw this. And yeah. Just yeah. Typed in the code. I think yeah, those two are just a pain. I think that's why they have the cheat code for those two. I agree. Because I, I tried to do that one on my keyboard for the, the one where you have to type spam and spam and then something yeah. else. Didn't work. Yeah, I know. Don't know why. I know. It's so, real It's real fast that you have to do it. And it's like, why are you making this so hard? And I think it's a product of, you know, when it came out in early access, like that was the, like one of the only things in the update you got. You were willing to spend a bunch of time on it. But now, as part of like a laundry list of things you're trying to do to get to a complete save file, it's not worth that time anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so Queen Sigma is still OP as hell. You think? Yeah. Um, that that's great for unlocking the DLC achievements because she's one of the last ones you unlock. The werewolf character mm-hmm. that you unlock by, I guess, finding the cheese in the milk factory. Um, before I unlocked Sigma, that was my go-to because he has the healing whip. Do you remember the healing whip? Mm, no. Yeah, his his default is the upgraded version of the whip. And then there's another version of the whip that if you upgrade that one, and then it turns into like a super whip that I think is called the Bloody Tear. Yeah, that uh, I remember. Castlevania. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I vaguely remember the Bloody Tear. That- Yes, I I do remember that, and then that's part of upgrading with the other whip to get like the even better bestest whip. Like you have to you have to level them both up, and then you get yeah yeah. I thought the final form was the bloody tear, and that was the bestest whip. Well, whatever it is, then. But yeah, that was a that's a. I mean, they've added they've added stuff too that makes it hard to remember what all is and is not the bestest stuff. But um, yeah, that's that's my pro tip to uh try try to unlock that werewolf character as soon as you can because that's a good survival character for running around and then also yeah once you unlock bat country doing a bunch of those achievements is just trivial um pro vampire survivor strategy (laughs) it was amazing how much of that game i remembered and how much of that game i was like what am i supposed to do i forgot what 
what weapon goes with what thing. I need to look this up. I, I had to download a chart on my phone to bring up at any given time. Um, but yeah, that's that's the only two things I played. I, Isn't that enough? <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty much. Because if it was too late to boot up Boulder's Gate, I was like, oh, I guess you're going to vampire survive for a <laughs> Which while. is like... Vampire Survivor can also turn into a three-hour experience, so I find that, oh, yeah. a, you know, <laughs> can Easily. be a bit, that's a bit risky to just, oh, I'll just boot up Vampire Survivors. <laughs> They'll be much shorter. Yeah, um, especially if you have good background noise, like uh, Vaughn, well, a combination of you and Vaughn got me into Kit Boga videos. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> are mean huh chris scammers can be scammers are very mean and anna does not like to watch those because she hates how upset everything gets and she like that just stresses her out well it just floors me you know these people think that they're talking to a really old woman and how nasty they get they do and it's like wow yeah have you watched steve i've i've not watched steve I, i got into um Hey, Billy Mays. Uh, Billy Mays here. All right. Billy Mazier. Billy Mazier. <laughs> yep. the, the one with the password game that we were trying to do. Oh, you did the password just, game. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was ground zero. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that's, that's okay. my, my personal favorite, if we're talking about those anti-scammer mm-hmm. guys, is one dude I watched set, got uh, requested his audience to record them like saying hello in different ways. And then he was spamming the, the scammers. He was spamming the scammers call center with these robo calls. Oh, nice. Like just hello. (laughs) Hi. Various. Yeah. Various different ways of saying hello. Nice. In different voices and whatnot. (laughs) That's pretty good. I wonder yeah, if Pierogi like, did that one. Or it's 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 like some of them fading out, some of them like do impersonations. It's it's great. It's oh, great. Kelly, Kelly, make sure to watch the one about microwaves. Okay. Yeah. I will do that. It's oh god, it's so good. Because then, because of course, you know, sometimes on the, especially when they get to the point where you hear them freaking out like oh my god we can't stop this guy's calls what's going on uh von is in the chats like or hair frogs like his 100 plus hour call is legendary um that i think he's still working on an an, an even longer one um this one with the president of the united states joe biden <laughs> <laughs> scammer it pretends he's joe biden it's great <laughs> I could get him into some legal issues, though. It could, yeah. But now, that one especially, because uh, you do not want to impersonate. No, no, that's a bad thing to do. You're right. But, uh, you know, the president is very encouraging of Kit's um, new Crow-based pres- business called Crow Pro, where um, they figure out how to monetize crows. It, it's a whole thing. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, we're not talking about Kaboga today. What are we doing? Um, what did you play, Tam? So I, I not Baldur's Gate three. Well, what's uh, wrong with you? 
Many thanks. Okay. Many, many thanks. All right, then. As long as you admit it. So, um, so I met, my copy of Xenoblade Chronicles 3 finally arrived like two Ooh. months ago after that buy one, get one for, back in March from GameStop. Okay. And I was trying to play it, and that's when I realized my uh, my switch was, was like broken. Not, was uh... broken. So, and so I got that. Oh, so I got the OLED, and I've been so um I beat so I bought the Pixel Remasters, beat one, beat four. I'm happy with those. And then I was like, you know, I want to play something a di- little different, not Final Fantasy. So I was like, I'll play Xenoblade, Xenoblade Chronicles three. I got on buy one get one. Might as well play it. I am loving it. I was not a big fan of one. I was Three's not a pretty big good. fan of two. Three, three yeah. hits. The, I, three hits. Three, three I agree. Three hits really good with the story. And I think what helps is honestly the fact you have more than three party members. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it does. In three, I always felt feel that three party members is a little too lean of a party in JRPGs. Like four, I'm okay with. But the six and i love the fact there's a class system and like trying to unlock the different classes and seeing all the you know how they wear the same you know everyone else's outfits a little differently i'm I'm, and i love the battles like i'm not even into the third area of the game yet i'm not even up to the third like scripted story battle Mm -hmm. i'm already level 50 yeah, that was my experience. Okay. <laughs> uh, maybe you should progress a little. I don't know what you're doing to get to that level. Everything else. Like, uh, I, I've, I've managed You shouldn't to... be 50. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm level 50. I did I'm all the 50. side stuff before progressing. I didn't get to 50 by the third well, scripted battle. <laughs> what yeah. difficulty are you playing on? Oh, I'm playing on easy. I will admit okay, this. Okay, yeah. Uh, maybe like, that's I'm why. Playing hmm. I'm, I yeah, am playing Chris, on easy. Yeah, Chris, that, that tracks. Do they just yeah. shove you experience in easy or yeah. something? Okay. Yeah, it is yeah. ridiculously easy to get leveled up. Okay. But I'm still enjoying, but even with that, I am like enjoying the game immensely. It's, I, I love the uh, the different characters. I'm liking the portrayal of the world of the world because uh, it, it. I'm getting. I. I uh, I've lost my words. I. Am I understanding correctly? It is supposed to be the same world as Xenoblade Chronicles One and Two. They yeah. are connected. Yes. How okay. we can't tell you. That's fine. I, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm good with not being spoiled. So, but yeah, no, I'm I'm just having a whole lot of fun with it, and and this and the character interactions, and the fact that they have actual personalities. It's it's. It's such a good game. I I was really hesitant about enjoying it if it wasn't for the buy one uh, or about even getting it because I really did not like one. I real I was not a big fan of two be, just because of the whole level. My biggest issues has been with those games was the level disparity of where you were and you being like level ten and running into a level fifty monster. But this this game they disperse the monsters around well enough where that's not as big of an issue so i and you, there's easy ways to avoid them so mm-hmm. it yeah no i'm having a lot of fun I just explore uh, I'm, like literally i'm just exploring everywhere so 
Uh, I've even managed to take out the uh, level 45 uh, quest for uh, Colony Iota already. Sure. So I, I think my favorite thing about that game was running around and liberating, uh, liberating camps. Yeah, that, that's that's how come I'm level 55, because I'm searching everywhere for more camps to go liberate. Because then that unlocks stuff later for you to go do, and I think each of those camps does have a, a main character that you can recruit. Yeah, they have they have a main character. That's also how you unlock the jobs. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Kelly, uh, Vaughn, Vaughn, I'm not the only one who's hearing it. You're sometimes fading in and out a little. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, I don't um, know why. It's just what your Skype does. Oh, and and sorry. then uh, and then like two of them uh, give you skills that help you traverse the world. So like. Uh, one of them, which is part of the main story, allows you to climb, whereas one of the side ones allows you to uh, uh, walk up like sh- shifting dunes. Oh, yep. Yeah, so so th- part of the reason why I'm doing all this exploration is just for all this, you know, there's actually reasons to go and do all this exploration and not just like normal side stuff quest stuff. But I, again, I'm just really having a lot of fun with with this, so I've I've been sitting there on calls at work, just being like, okay, why well, wait on hold for five minutes for a nurse to pick up? I'm going to go travel around a little bit and see what I find. <laughs> so, uh, other things I am playing besides what is definitely a really good game for the Switch for, and I I honestly I think also part of it is no, because I won't say it's because of the Switch because. If that was the case, I would have probably played more of Xenoblade Chronicles 2. So I think it's just they they got the they got Xenoblade Chronicles 3 right. Yeah, because one was a big open world with n- not a lot of cohesion, and two kind of had those more isolated worlds, but it was easy to get lost in them. So I think three took the best of both of those worlds. Um, in, a, in a story way and a gameplay way, and it just combined it flawlessly. And and again, as uh, again, it wasn't an issue where oh, you turn the wrong way and you're suddenly faced with a whole bunch of you know level forty mobs. It's like I'm traveling this way. Oh, I see level forty mobs in the distance. I'm going to turn around. You didn't even have to aggro them. Although I did, I did get my butt whooped by a level eighty challenge, you know, special boss, world boss, snake flying monster thing. But I didn't even know it was there when I fought him. But when I ran into him, but you know, but that's that's the thing. There is at least still some surprises if you do run into some of these challenging monsters because there are some in the world. But yeah, no, great game. But um, I would like to. I, I would honestly love to see it ported to something else, but I know it never will be. Also, a, a, frustr- a very frustrating aspect of 2 that I hated was the gotcha mechanic. Mm-hmm. That was stupid. It was fun for a bit, but it gets real old. Yeah, especially if you're trying to go for some of the really top-tier ones, like Cosmos. Mm-hmm. It's one of those ones where you will get them eventually, but have fun 
opening stuff over and over again and fighting the same boss over and over again to get them. It is just a time waster. So, uh, in other games, uh, I am continuing through Mary Skelter Nightmare. I've been streaming that here on the channel uh, on the weekends. Uh, I am in the final dungeon. Oh, cool. So, um, and yeah, no, and I, I've I've really been enjoying it. Um, I've, I've I did do all the relationship stuff off stream, so no one had to see, you know, any weird anime girls. <laughs> uh huh. You know. Yeah. With, <laughs> like cute butts. Uh huh. But, but no. As overall, I've been really I've enjoying that one too. Um, definitely, you know, cre- definitely as I thought. Very, very creepy, but it is not the creepiest game I have ever played, which is good. Okay. Creepiest game I've ever played is by the same people, though, and that is Death and Request 2. <laughs> Where the opening alone tells you this world is, this game's not going to be nice. <laughs> yeah, the opening of Death and Request 2 is the main character telling her father who's been abusive of her. Oh, lovely. Yeah, that is the opening. So it goes up from there. It goes up from there, but but it's still not. It go it a lot of messed up stuff in that game. That even even Eric Landon's like this is the most messed up JRPG I have ever played, and that's saying something because he's played a lot more than any of us. No, Hair Frog, it is not the sexiest game I have ever played either. I will I will not go into that discussion on stream. No. Or RPG cast. No. Also, I'd have to really think about that. Anyway. Oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, is it time for feedback? I, and then, no, I've still got oh, one no. more game, which oh, is uh, no. I've also been streaming. Uh, Ato- oh, no, this one's fine. This one, I've also been streaming here, uh, Atelier Iris 2. Oh, all right. That's okay. Yeah, the, so, uh, as off of Destiny, so, um, I, I mean, I've beaten it before, but I, the Atalia games don't get as much love as I feel they deserve. They're, they're fun. I feel like, like they're very popular. What are you talking about? Well, with Ryza, yeah, but some of the older ones, like, you almost never hear anyone talk about a lot of Going them. back yes. and playing them? I think it's yeah. because they saturated the market with sequels. Yeah. Nobody thinks about was... the old ones. That was an annual franchise for a while. It's still an annual franchise. Well, not quite. Oh, wait. Yes, it is because they do the remakes. So, oh. yeah. Yeah. We, this, well, we had a remake this year. We had Rise of 3 this year. <laughs> there was When was Sophie 2? Because that was a thing at one point. Yeah, Sophie 2, um, I think, was last year's. Uh, Talia Sophie 2, yeah, was last year's game. And then, uh, if I can spell Atelier, then, there we go, the, okay, so, yeah, Atelier Marie was this year, uh, oh, those, this, that's remakes and ports. That's so dumb. Yeah, so um, there was a year break between uh, Ryza 2 and Sophie 2, but uh, 
but Rise of Two came out at like the end of 2020 in Japan, and then uh, 2021. Um, Rise of One was uh, 2019. Uh, Tale Lulua was uh, 2019. Uh, Tale Tale Lighty and Suel was uh, end of 2017, early 2018. So yeah, it's, it's mostly a yearly series. Okay. But it's really like the the PS2 era is I one of my favorite because those ones were like really more JRPG than just crafting. Mm-hmm. And then the PS3 ones went back to more of the crafting roots and early or early on with the Rona. Random vowels with some consonants thrown in. It's just you don't know. Rona, Totori, and Meruru. Those ones were like way more into the crafting side, and then Dusk series uh, started to go back towards the uh, mix of crafting and JRPG. So, like more or more RPG elements. So, but yeah, I I really I've do like Atalia Aris. Are are they the greatest stories ever told? No, but they're they're fun, cute games. What trouble will Pamela get into this time? Pretty much. And, oh, was in every game. Um, ever since Iris, uh. except for uh, Iris Two, uh, I think I think they used a different translator because the girl who should be Pamela is not called Pamela. Ah, uh, okay. I think she's, uh, if I'm right, that's Talina. I, but yeah, Pamela the Ghost has basically been a running character in the. Uh, the game since uh iris although she's in the, the rise of one she's no longer she's not a ghost i also like in manichemia where she's actually your party member <laughs> and a shopkeeper so so th- yeah no that's basically been all i've played this week um outside of um bk which i'm not going to go into any further today this time no you're not nothing, <laughs> no, no nothing 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 too exciting um butts jiggled story made you cry Nikkei continues yep although next week we have the near the near collaboration event going on oh boy yep keep us up to date on that uh yes i will i will share i will share images so now so that again that's all i've been playing so unless we have a surprise play of anyone else i think Kelly, it is indeed time for feedback. We asked uh, last week, what did you do on your summer vacation as a kid? Um, From Shaman, when I was a kid, I would pray for rain so I could play video games because otherwise I was kicked outside to read or run around before baseball games. I also spent a summer uh, umpiring and I can still hear one team's chanting from the bench in my head on occasion. Also, since I was traveling and didn't get to hear 668 until after 669 was recorded, the wrestling company with game characters was called VGCW. There you go. Championship Wrestling. It should still be on YouTube. Um, From Tinklin, looking back, I guess I did spend a lot of time indoors, either playing mostly PC games or D&D, but mostly I came here to say I'd like to hear more Tina Turner covers by Chris. When did you sing Tina Turner? 
I'm your... <laughs> uh, I did a cover of Tiny Dancer for like oh. three seconds. Tiny <laughs> Dancer, dancing I... for money. <laughs> oh, I was getting it confused with the Elton John Tiny Dancer. Different. Yeah. Um, let me quick get a drink of water before reading Josh's because it's long. Actually, it's not tiny. I sorry, I call it Tiny Dancer. It's Private Dancer. Private okay. Dancer. Dancer for money. I do what you want me to do. Yeah, okay. you, you know that uh, with Tiny Dancer, people sometimes think that uh, Elton John is saying Tony Danza. Yeah, that was <laughs> a friend's joke. Hold me closer, Tony Dancer. Yep. Oh, oh. what's Tony got to do? Got to do with it. <laughs> Um, from Josh, who I hope hope feels better soon. He, we had to cancel Backtrack Wednesday because he was oh, under no. the weather, which was kind of a good thing because I was feeling a little under the weather too, but not enough to justify canceling the show. So th- thank you, Josh. Your being sick helped me. Mm-hmm. Um, so from Josh, I played a lot of games fit around chores. It's not RPG related, but one of my strongest summer game memories is playing Wing Commander 3. That was the first Wing Commander game that incorporated live motion video and starred Mark Hamill. The cast was Mm -hmm. impressive, the graphics looked amazing, and I was incredibly hyped to play it. Unfortunately, this was a cutting-edge game. Hang on. While you hang on, uh, it also starred the guy who played Biff in Back to the Future. (laughs) Uh, Tom Wilson. Thank you. I would like you all to know, I'm seriously considering at some point playing through all the Wing Commander games. I don't know how well this will go, though. Since I can't go back to TIE Fighter, I don't know if I'll be able to go to Wing Commander. (laughs) Uh, Chris, I am boycotting the Wing Commander games because they have ripped off the Kinzetti with their Kilrathi cat people. Wait, what are Kinzetti from? Uh... It's either Star Trek or a series of novels by Larry Devin, depending on who you're asking. And I was also being I didn't even know that was a thing. And all right, I'll I'll have to tell you later. Yeah. Um, Anyway, sticking around. I broke. Unfortunately, this was a cutting edge game in the time before graphic cards and my P. Sorry, the the window keeps changing on me. Uh, and my PC fell below all the minimum specs. Nevertheless, I was undaunted. I had to roll the dice and try to play the game. Amazingly, it ran, but not without some significant compromises. Hmm. The game is split between space combat and FMV stuff on the carrier, and when I started the game or swapped between the combat slash FMV modes, I got load times. The worst load times. Epic load times. 20 to 40 minute load times. My memory of the summer came came out to what was to do the FMV stuff, swap space to save combat, and hit that 30-minute low time, go vacuum the house, come <laughs> back, do the 10 minutes of combat, and another 30-minute load time to get the back to the The things we stuff. did for gaming. <laughs> go take out the trash, rinse and repeat. Thinking back, it's amazing that the game still worked and when my hardware was so obviously not up to the task. Perhaps it's more stunning that I had the patience to put up with the load times uh, that resulted. Yeah. Uh, oh, that oh my is like God. Some... I, I feel so sorry for him because uh, I played a lot of Wing Commander 3. Uh, and this will go into some of my summer. Uh, I'll, I, I did not put some of this into my summer story, so I'll do that here when I. Well, you, I'm having you read your summer. Yeah, story I'll read mine. I'll read it. mine. 
So, um, yeah, so uh, a lot of my summers I spent moving my dad because, uh, yeah, my dad was uh, military. So a lot of summers was us moving. So like one one year and I forget if it was actually 86 or 87. I think it was 86 because uh, I started kindergarten um, when I was out in Hawaii is we moved from Rhode Island to Hawaii. Uh, so that was like a whole summer. And then another summer, like a couple of years later, we moved from Hawaii to Virginia Beach. Uh, that summer, we actually we actually stopped here in uh, New Mexico and stayed with my grandparents who were living here at the time. Um, and my dad, while he was traveling separately, uh, got us all to uh, go to Disneyland in California that summer. So, um, you know, to have some decent memories of Disneyland, don't don't remember it too well, but at least old enough to have it remembered that I went and, you know, had some runs. I think that was the year they um, opened the the waterlog ride that they're now closing because it was based on Song of the South. Oh, yeah. it, I mean, it's been based on Song of the South the whole time and they gave up closing it for forever. I'm surprised they're actually getting around to it now. Well, they're changing it to the frog princess i believe oh that makes sense actually yeah. that would be an easy yeah, rebrand yeah. what's that called matterhorn no not matterhorn um it's no. called splash, splash, mountain. splash mountain yeah yes. that was the summer splash mountain like the summer splash mountain open so yep. it was like we wanted to ride it but the line was yeah. so long it wasn't even worth it hey guess what it's still really long <laughs> okay, <Yep>. okay. <laughs> just like every ride at disney <laughs> Some of the rides were not that bad. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But that one. Yeah. Not usually the ones you want to go on. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it depends on what time of the day and what time of the year it is. Because yeah. when Vaughn and Obviously, I went in, Oct- yeah. went in October for our honeymoon, I mean, it was pretty, pretty. I don't want to say dead, but we could pretty much get on most rides up until about noontime. Uh, so then uh, being in Virginia. Being back in Virginia Beach, you know, my birthday's, you know, here at the end of summer. In fact, it's like four days from now, <laughs> three days from now. And uh, so my dad would take us to uh, Bush Garden Williamsburg. So, uh, you know, a, a lot of good memories going there every year for my birthday. Um, nice. Except for except for the one year we did the uh, uh, water boat ride where it's like these giant inner tubes and you're going down like rapids and waterfalls. Yeah. And I got so wet that, you know, when you get wet, like your oh. skin pruny. Yeah. Well, it did that in my socks and my and the socks were like inside of the pruniness of my feet. And oh, my God, it hurts so bad. Mm. It hurts so bad. We finally figured out that it was my socks. So we took my socks off. I was fine. <laughs> <laughs> but it took like hours. Right. My feet just, we're not drying out. Um, so and then there was another one. Uh, it was called Da Vinci's Cradle. And it's a ride that it's one of those uh, rides that go back and forth and loops around. I've always been too scared to go on those. Do not go on those. My dad and I like spent most like some people were fine, but my it, if you have issues with like movement and nausea at all, do it messed not you get up. on. Okay. Oh, like my dad and I have no issue, and and it messed us up. We were so we felt so sick on that ride. My so, sister, my sister, and my mom did not join us. 
they were the smart ones. My dad and I, my dad and I are not always the the great smartest people when it comes to our ride selections. <laughs> so, so um, I already feel annoyed enough getting impatient with the uh, load times in Baldur's Gate Three, where I have to reload a save and it feels like I have to wait forever for for it to load. Josh, that was some dedication oh. to that. And and not only that, you get to make your parents happy during that 30-minute 30 load, 30 load time. It's like, wow, the house is spotless that I didn't have to ask. Thank you, yeah, so, Josh. Like, yeah, uh, I was bored during load times. Yeah, so <laughs> Don't then, get uh, used to it, Mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, the, um, so going back to my summers, uh, mm-hmm. that we moved uh, at the end of my fourth grade year from Virginia to... New Mexico. So that's another summer of me moving across country. And uh, and since my grandparents, uh, we were initially living with my grandparents and then we moved like within a block or two of them. So uh, I would spend a lot of summers uh, where we lived, uh, you know, riding the bike around the uh, community, but also uh, it had a country club. So uh, they signed me up for tennis lessons. So I was playing tennis and then I would bike ride over to my grandparents and play video games on their computers. <laughs> and uh, so because uh, I had the Final Fantasy VII PC version because we didn't have a PlayStation at the time when I bought it. And none of the computers in our house could run it because it had very specific specs of needing yeah. an Intel Core chip at the time, which was not always a guarantee with computers back then. So um, so I went over there and was playing that off on PC. And then another game I played a lot of was Wing Commander 3 because <laughs> they owned it. I didn't own it. My grandparents owned Wing Commander 3. <laughs> and they had computers that did not have 30-minute load times. I, I, I don't know. I didn't get a proper PC until 1998. Yeah, no um, – all my PCs growing up were hand-me-downs from my grandparents when they would replace their computers because my grandparents were heavy. Nice. Like heavy PC users and in some essence gamers for a long time as well. So it it was, uh, yeah, no, the running joke in the family when it came to tech support is ask Rob. If I, if Rob can't fix it, Ask mom, you know, my mom, Beth, if she can't fix it, go to granddad's. So, so yeah, I, I did not have the uh, thrill of the 30 minute load times. And I feel so sorry for hearing that that was actually a thing for some people because I, I had no idea. I mean, the Commodore had some pretty bad load times, and that was my technically my first official game system. But that was like I want to say so five to ten minutes. And don't it felt forget, long I was a little kid. Some computer systems used used to load their programs in off of cassette tapes. Yep. Yep. Uh, I had a cousin who had one of those. Yeah. Though I still think that was less than thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think the last time I dealt with something that loaded took that long to load was like when I rented a, a really scratched up copy of Final Fantasy VIII, and the drawing magic chick 
what felt like forever. And I was like, man, this game sucks. <laughs> and then, and then brought, exchange, brought it back to the video store because I had a hard freeze after that and yeah. switched it with another copy. And it was like, no, it wasn't the game. Uh, it was the disc. Uh, it turns out drawing magic is instant. Yeah, and then you know, still drawing magic sucked, but in a different way. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I love telling that joke. <laughs> I'm putting that to the title suggestions. Drawing okay, magic was always bad. Do we yeah, have I'm... any suggestions for new feedback or a new question? Mm. I've got nothing. Um, I was talking about video game voice actors before. Who's your favorite uh, no. RPG voice actor? All right, sure. Uh, uh, maybe who are voice actors you like to hear in video games? Because there are some people who, you know, don't like to hear certain voice actors regardless of what they're in. Yeah. I mean, my, my answer is easy. Pretty much the entire Critical Role cast. Really? You if like any... Star Ocean 4? I don't well. Laura Bailey was uh, the uh, main female lead in Star Ocean Four. Oh, well, it's a shame they didn't get somebody that's ta- talented to play the little kid. Mm. That was why I hated the voice acting. What well, was game. the the direction, right, and the writing? Yeah, that uh, limo was issues with direction, and honestly, I, as I said, I listen. I did manage to track down the Japanese version of it, or maybe I played. Uh, I, although I think the the HD version has the Japanese voice acting, it's worse than the Japanese. They, yeah, I, sh- I they switched tried. It, I switched it to Japanese, and I hated that the direction there too. And it was like, well, if I'm going to be annoyed, I, I at least be, want to be able to understand what they're saying and be annoyed. Yeah, it, it's the way they want to portray that character as a whole as being emotionally stunted, and sadly, emotionally stunted characters do not. It's hard to get them well voice acted because of the fact you're trying to aim for one emotion and it doesn't always come off as what the – I have the same issue with the female lead from Star Ocean 6 where they want her to come off as like aloof and sort of reserved, but it came off as her most of the time not that way. And the times where she has to break that character architect in 6 – She's great. Uh, like all right. when she actually, yeah. yeah, we could go into this. We could day. go into this next week, but like, I'm going to tell you my answer right now so far might end up being um, Astarian's voice actor, Neil Newborn for Baldur's Gate 3. He's so good. Oh, um, there's some I, great ones out there. There are, there are uh, great ones out there. I, I could tell you right right now that one of my current favorites from this year is Sid, Sid slash. Uh, oh, yep. Larian. Just doesn't he, just have him read a recipe book to me. Like, I don't even care. I just want to hear him. Sid talk to me. Read the phone book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so yeah, if you have a favorite video game voice actor that you like to see, pop up in multiple games uh send your feedback to us in the comment thread we will read it live on the show uh i believe we have news now and chris i might need you to tag team with me because my voice is going okay um first off i'm gonna beep you in (laughs) (laughs) why did the beeping turn into a chicken it hatched we hatched paul (laughs) 
<laughs> Which is story a, of the, yeah. the Age of Shattering demo releasing this week with the full game in quarter four. That's it. <laughs> That's the story. It comes a full release uh, ahead of a full release on PC in the coming months. All right. Also, uh, we have a new early access update available for Achilles Legends Untold. The update features a major story revamp for the action RPG, which fully launches later this year. So this is a Diablo-like, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Always good to play more of those. Sea of Stars is set to launch digitally next week. I am 8-Bit and Sabotage Studio revealed physical release plans. The console physical release is planned to arrive early next year. Who's ready for Sea of Stars? I am hovering over the buy button. I don't know if don't I pre-order. Do no pre-orders. Stand by Scar, our guns. <laughs> Scar Scar is ready for it. Uh, sea of Stars so is the one good. that kind of I... looks. It's in the world of the Messenger, which is I don't understand how this came to me, but it's in the world of the Messenger. But it's a Chrono Trigger like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, go I, figure. <laughs> I'm hovered over the buy button, but I don't know if I should. Uh, wait to finish some of my other games first because um well it's not out yeah. yet right so no not well yet. three days yeah yeah it comes out on my birthday yep because a lot of people have been waiting for this and ever since they announced it mm-hmm. well the messenger did really well a lot of people really like the messenger so i i'm not this is a surprised. very different game than that though <laughs> very different game but they at least did a good job with the messenger so hopefully sea of stars is also a very good job and from the demo a lot of people experience it seems like it's going to be a good game um battle brothers developer overhype studios has released its latest project called menace a sci-fi tactical rpg launching as an early access title on pc how much how much do you wish that this was a tactical rpg where you play as dennis the menace uh, that would be what's, funny. What's the DC on a slingshot? Mm-hmm. Check. Exactly. So, sorry, that that's the thing. The, this game has mechs in it, and it just made me think of a, a post about Armored Core that released this week that I need to find and read out loud because it, it, it cracked me up. <laughs> oh, here it is. Um, the game sounds okay. This is from a guy on Twitter who was complaining about Armored Core. It sounds like a solid seven, really. I think the problem is they should have studied robots a bit more before making this game. A lot has changed in the world of robots, and scientists have learned so much more about them now. They need to do more research next time into robots. What about a game <laughs> with, with, with giant fantasy robots that? in all actuality probably would never be able to hold up under their own weight is that the problem they're like we've actually done the research so we know how this should look and they want it to like incorporate that i mean that's not a completely invalid complaint it's probably not right to like tank the game score for it but hey i can see having that expectation now like hey we figured out how the big robots would actually work let's incorporate that (laughs) <laughs> do I can the work see that ex- i can see that expectation but i mean your giant mech is probably not going to move like the boston dynamics robots and function the same way no it'll probably be a lot slower have, have they not seen the car <laughs> that actually transforms mm. there is an actual someone yeah but does it run around doing action game mechanics tam no 
No, it just transforms into yeah. a car from a robot. It, That's it, probably it, the really disappointing thing. If they made it super realistic, you wouldn't want to play it. <laughs> That's the yeah. other thing, yeah. But, but it became a meme post because uh, on the next Monster Hunter game, I think the problem is they should have studied dragons a bit more before <laughs> making this game. A lot has changed in the world of dragons, and scientists have learned so much more about them since now. We know so much more about monsters. We did a full I, documentary I, with Mila Kunis. Honestly, the, what they'll probably uh, someone should take that and uh, apply it to Exo Primal mm. with dinosaurs. Yep, we've learned so much. We have learned more about dinosaurs. Exactly. <laughs> they should have more feathers. That's pretty much all we learned. <laughs> but hey, <laughs> all right. Uh, what's next, Kelly? Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty trailer shows its up gameplay upgrades, including vehicular combat and more character upgrade options. Mm. Bungie held its 2023 showcase event for Destiny 2. The event featured the return of the Final Shape, its latest expansion that brings about the conclusion of the Light and Darkness saga. Is anyone still playing this? Wheels. Okay. I have a few friends that are. I am not. I couldn't play this. It gave me motion sickness so bad. Mm. We've got uh, Fair of the Thundered Tribes announced. Um, this is the latest uh, title from Star Renegade, Star Renegade's developer, Massive Damage, who I appreciate that their logo is a giant crab, by the way. <laughs> um, this is a Monster Hunter action RPG set to launch this year, but it also has... So you're the leader of a tribe, and you using you're hunting monsters to build up the village and i think that's kind of cool adding a city building aspect to it along with the monster hunting so basically they're combining monster hunter and harvest moon that could be a good combo yeah i actually coming out next year we'll see if it turns out all right go watch the trailer now i mean it it could be better than wild hearts Hooded Horse and Ulysses Spiel Digital unveiled a new tactics game set in an alternate 18th century. Players step into the role of hunters in the hope of quelling oncoming onslaughts of monsters. Uh, we have the announcement trailer now, so you go check that out. Um, I like the fact that it, the, ti- the title of this game is Hexen with two X's. Yeah, don't confuse it with that other Hexen, which was kind of a shooter where you use magic, but this is this yeah. is the other... The other Hexen with more X's. Also, yeah, don't confuse I, it with Hexen with tre- three X's because that's adult only on Steam. So <laughs> I made that up. Okay. Yeah, I did confuse it with the PC Hexen. I'm like, wait, did they just turn this into? Oh, it's not the same thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I honestly had th- the the same thought initially too when I first read. It's the like title. we already had a Hexen. <laughs> what are we doing? Basically, this is un- they couldn't think of a name, so they just used another one. <laughs> so uh, that new farming RPG, uh, which one? Fay Farm. <laughs> did that just is that out? Or did it? Just, oh, it's after it's September one, so it's not even out yet. And they're talking about their uh, DLC packs coming between December and June. That's what they're talking. I thought this was just a trailer for the game. Nope. Oh, they don't even really. Yeah, they have say. a launch trailer, and then their news is about the DLC. Okay, I get it. Wow. And I didn't see what the DLC even entailed, or that that just they're now. Who cares? The DLC. Buy it. Give us money. 
<laughs> yeah. I and do like that too. you have whirlwind for tree chopping in this game. So I mean, don't get me wrong, the game looks cute cute as hell, but maybe see if it's going to be a success before you worry about DLC. No, you have to plan the DLC from the start now. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, it's kind of... That expected. is kind of the norm, and it's it's rare to see a game like Baldur's Gate where we don't have a pre-release of DLC and all that shit. So, Yeah, uh, it's, kind of, it's kind of become the norm that DLC is like expected to be yep. part of games now. It's part of the money-making budgeting process. Without it, you I don't can, get your project approved. I can understand it if it's like ideas that you couldn't implement for the launch. Nope. We plan but. it. It's planned, Kelly. I um, I do agree that it should be like stuff you come up with afterwards, but it's not. And that's where the industry's gone. Yeah. And so, the only thing the only is- way to, to make a direction is stop buying the stuff. So good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Um, here's some news for you, Tim. Uh, NetEase Games announces Project Mugen. This... This looks like anime. Yeah, so it's a free-to-play title for PC, mobile, and consoles, but it's a supernatural urban setting. So I guess they're going Genshin Impact, but more urban? That looks trippy as hell. Alright, so we got wall running, we've got Spider-Man web swinging... We have graffiti. Um, do we have any gameplay, though, is my question. I haven't seen All right, any. then we got driving, going to a movie. Uh-huh. I, it seems like there's plenty of gotcha, because yeah, we have all sorts of characters that it looks like you're going to have to get. We have a lot of anime, giant anime women with boobs, okay, <laughs> and bare feet. Mm-hmm. And what else we got? We got shooting... And yeah, here's the action. So it's yeah, it's an, it's an action combat. It's, yeah, action combat with gotcha. Yeah, this, so this one is more like Genshin Impact in an urban setting than it is uh, like Star Rail, which is. Oh, we have uh, nearly naked anime chick uh, strapped up uh, like she's being crucified. Yep, all the all the boxes been ticked. You, are you pre-ordering, Tam? It's free to play. So you could uh, probably pre-buy currency. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not a big. I'm not a big fan of. I wasn't a big fan of Genshin Impact. I like Star Rail mm-hmm. because of the fact it is turn-based combat. Are you just sad this doesn't have enough butt jiggling for you, does it? I don't know, based <laughs> on what I'm seeing right now. Yeah, this I looks like, like garbage, like but whatever. Like, it's it's well animated garbage, but you know it's netties. You're gonna waste a lot of money on it. Yeah. If the story's decent, I might give it a try, though, because sure. uh, Star Rail has a very good story. Cool. Nikkei has a very good story, too. I mean, that's Which the thing. I still don't believe you about, but that's fine. You know what? Go play it and no. tell me. No, I will not. Tactical RPG Inkbound has received a new early access update. The Starship of Terrors update adds a new class and a new adventure. So you're playing Inkbound? Uh, go update your copy and get some new stuff to play. Hey, we've got more details about Ease 10 Nordics. Oh boy, what's he crashing uh, into now? Uh, the latest update covers protagonist Adol and Karja's combat skills as well, mm. as well as a couple of other gameplay elements. Okay. Yeah. So go read um, that. A lot of details about combat, so if you care about those nitty-gritty details in an action combat game where you're just going to spam the A button and crash your ship onto islands, uh, there you go. Uh, um, 
if I, if I may interrupt, because we don't have a news article on this, but I saw this earlier on Steam, and I figured we should uh, cover it because of the particular game it's involving. Uh, Virgo versus the Zodiac actually had an update this week mm-hmm. on the 23rd, which added a boss rush mode as well as um, a, uh, several side stories where you play as some of the other Zodiacs while during the events that Virgo is doing. So you get to see some of the stories there that are happening with uh, Aquarius, Scorpio, Libra, and Gemini uh, while, they are, while they were doing things that Virgo was involved with from the other side. So um, I want to give the shout-out to that only because of the fact that was uh, one of our big awards uh, in honor of uh, Mac. I, yeah, of Mac Storm uh, a couple of years back. So I figured that would be worth uh, the shout out. Cool. Um, now new release dates lightning round. We've got Compass of the Destiny Istanbul released in September. Uh, this is an action RPG from Turkish developer M11 Studios, and the game is set in the 17th century Autumn Empire and is set to launch, launch next month. We've got Honkai Star Rail version 1.3 launching at the end of the month. So there you go, Tam. More story content, uh, and three more playable characters. I still can't get into my account. Why? Um, Phantom. I don't. Oh, okay. Yeah. Weird. Um, Phantom Rose 2 Sapphire released in October. Uh, This is a roguelike deck builder that will be available on Steam. We've got Loader Lux releasing in September. Um, A game with a hyper turn and action-based combat and a system inspired by the likes of Mega Mega Man Battle uh, Battle Network and the others. So you can have fun with that. Uh, my time at, at Sandrock has been pushed to November. Um, this is the Crafting Life Sim, and now it's planning on being released in early November. Hyperlight, Hyperlight Breakers Early Access has been pushed back. Is this, this is, yeah? This is the sequel to Hyperlight Drifter, and um, you will have to wait till 2024 to check out even the early access. Um, we've got a February date for Grand. Grand Blue Fantasy Relink and its physical editions. Um, the game's going to launch in February, and there's a variety of physical editions available, so you can check that out. Um, Persona, right, I'll, I'll, I'll take over for you, Kelly. So, uh, Persona Three Reload releasing in February. Uh, Atlas re- announced the February launch date for the Reload right. of Persona Three Reload. So, this is the re- complete remake of Persona Three. I wanted to bitch about this one real quick because the internet is upset that a remake is is being charged seventy dollars, and, and doesn't even have the extra content from the other yeah. releases. Which I and, I'm kind of with them on that. You know I'm I'm with them too. I I think seventy for this is a little bit ridiculous, and the two hundred for the version with the Aegis statue is also ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, the company also released a new trailer and screenshots, as well as revealing a new battle music. I do track. have to say, I'm looking at this trailer. They have redone this game. This is not just an upscale. Yeah, th- this, this is, is not new just an upscale. This renders is a and stuff. Ground yeah. up remake. This yeah. is this is yeah. It may not have the content, but you can tell these are brand new models from the ground up. Well, the this one is, thing I'm not sure of is that animated cutscene. If that's 
different or not from the original, but yeah. Uh, can you go back to it real quick? Um, sure. This one. See, I hadn't seen any gameplay as yeah, of that's, yet. Yeah, that's, that was not in the original. The, I remember people anim- turning into goobs at the beginning of the game. That was a thing. All right, well, No, whatever. they turned into coffins. That's right, they did. Okay. That That is a new animated cutscene. This is okay. 100% all brand new. It is, isn't it? Okay, then. I'll believe you. Uh, so and will- the rest of this, I 100% agree, is totally brand new. So they are doing work on the game. It's just so weird because, like, they've already... They've got this other stuff that they released, like from Fess and from Portable, and doesn't seem like either of that content's in here, is it? Like, is the Fess stuff in here even? I, I honestly don't know. They're probably saving the Fess stuff for DLC because it's planned DLC. The thing that I don't understand is why they didn't put in the female protagonist. Um, <laughs> we have gone into that. So that is a question that has come up off and on uh, through Q&A Quest. Um, the reason is, is because it has to de- deal with having to, when you do it for just one protagonist, you have to basically tr- triple the work when you have the female protagonist, because you also have to redo all the social links yeah, well, or create new social yeah, links specific. But they already did they it. Did, they, they did, did. it. <laughs> they, they all, wait, wait. If they did it for a downscaled version of yeah. the game. This but is a complete remake from the I know, but up. it doesn't matter. Do, it doesn't do matter because you've set the expectation by releasing those other versions. So when you take yeah. on this project, you know people are going to expect you to have this should be the bestest version of okay. the game with Tim, all the stuff we've released. <laughs> Tim, I understand them not sticking this in the spit-shined upscale port that they put on all the consoles way back because, yeah, that was a little bit more intense work. If this is a great ground up remake there's no excuse there's no excuse yeah they still have to do the work you're right they do have to do the work but guess what they've shown they can do this amount of work and more by making games like persona 5 i'm sorry they can do it persona 5 only had one protagonist Uh uh-huh they're doing the work anyway by by essentially remaking everything from the ground up they can program in the second protagonist if they're redoing all the other work you're you're telling me that they would have to do work and i agree but they're still remaking a game charging 70 bucks yes this is part of the work you do for that remake like i'm sorry like you're choosing to remake a game you released two enhanced versions of and everyone's been complaining from the start that man i wish both of these features existed in one game now we're doing a remake yes the expectation is going to be all the features are in this game like i don't care how fair it is like that's the expectation and you should know that going into making persona 3 remake yeah (laughs) if if it was a spit shine hd port which they already did i understand Anyway, yeah, we're going to get it. It'll still part. be good, and we're going to bitch about it, and we'll buy it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to wait for a price drop. All right. <laughs> yeah, the, but the female protagonist is because of the fact, again, they're having I, to... I get their- it, Tam. It's a lot of work. I don't care. <laughs> That's the thing you don't understand. I don't care that it's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work remaking all those assets from the ground up. Uh huh. Why not put a little bit more work in? And because they don't have all, they didn't even. Then they budgeted it poorly, Tam. They didn't do it right. Please finish my sentences. (laughs) Here's the thing: 
when they are going into this, this is because the others are not really HD remakes. There is no real HD remake of Persona 3. So they are having to do all brand new models from the complete ground up. Then they have to they're redoing some of the writing. They're redoing every single scene in the game. They're redoing every single summon. They're having to redo all the motions, all the motion captures. Everything is being done from scratch. So just because another version had something, that's not going to translate into this version because of the fact it is they're doing it on a completely different engine. So they are having to do it all from complete scratch. And that is I I and again, I understand. I would like to play female protagonists. I kind of I like playing female protagonists in my game. You're not saying our argument, but you haven't it. said anything, Tim. Like, yes, yeah. I get they'd have to do it all from scratch. It doesn't they're, matter. That's part of taking on this project. They're doing right? it all from scratch anyway. Why not add the from, other? But the problem comes in is then the writing because they have to write three times. No, a month. that they don't have to redo because they have the writing. They don't have the 3D assets from the scaled down game, but they do have the writing. That's the one thing they can lean on because the I bet you they're taking all the original writing anyway and re in it, right? But they still have that shell okay. to start from. So no, I disagree. I think the writing is part of what gives them like, hey, we know what the outline of this game is. We know how to plan for it. We know exactly how much work we're going to have to do. Yes, it's two protagonists, but we understand what that looks like and what that's going to take. That's part of this project. That's part of our expectations from our fans. This is how we do it. And I bet you what's going to happen instead, it'll be DLC. It's uh, Or they're just not going to do it. I mean, yeah, that's true, too. Clamor- I mean, people have been clamoring for a female protagonist on Persona 5 and thought we were getting it with Royal. Yeah, still not. Yep. We yeah, can't even no. get we can't even play as Zelda yet. <laughs> it's like if I were to commission somebody to do a complete rebuild of my house but use nicer nicer fixtures, uh updated stuff with like Alexa and all that. And all they would have to do to put Ethernet in is to just run more cable while the house is being built. I feel like it's the same thing. I'm I'm a little lost on that one, but yes, you're right. And it costs a lot less to do it while you're building it than it does to do it later. Yes. Yeah. So. Sorry, I, I should have explained that I tried to put Ethernet in my house after the fact. Yeah, afterwards it elect- sucks. Yeah. The electrician and, said we couldn't do it because uh, maybe they found walls. And maybe they've uh, another possibility. This is just conjecture, okay? Uh-huh. Pure conjecture. Mm-hmm. Maybe they found that with the female protagonist, this they didn't feel the story cohesed as oh, well. Oh, what? That's their job to write the story. Don't give me that. I, I, I but um, I but think yeah, maybe, maybe they writers. didn't like what they got. Uh, yeah, and you know, I don't know who did the portable. Like, was it done by a separate team? And it's like one of those things where, like, we don't want to acknowledge their work. <laughs> It's a, That's it's, entirely possible. That that does happen sometimes. And the Persona 3 story is very much Jesus complex for the main character. And maybe they don't want that to apply to a female protagonist for some weird reason. But, like, give me a break. Yeah. So, moving on. Bloomtown, a different story set for uh, quarter two, 2024 release. Twin Sales revealed a release window for Bloomtown, a different story. The term-based RPG's apparent Americana facade belies something darker underneath. What did I just read? (laughs) I honestly don't know. 
I'm trying to understand. Sorry, I was putting a marker in the show, but like, yeah, that is what is it? Publisher Twin Sales, Lazy Bear Games, Bloomtown, a different story will release. Yeah, it's Monster Taming, Social Sim, 1960s Americana. Oh yes, I I know this one, Tam. Okay. So this is like um, this is like uh um 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 um. What's the farming game that everyone likes on all the platforms? Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley, but like, um, you 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 have a secret club where you go kill demons. Okay. So Stardew Valley plus Persona. <laughs> okay. Okay. But, With combat. <laughs> yeah, the combat actually looks pretty cool. Yeah. So, um, let's see. Eternites brought for words slightly uh eternice is a rare case of a release date being brought forward as it launches a week earlier in september studio sci also revealed a planned physical release and a new trailer yep this is the one where your hand gets chopped off and they give you a special spirit hand for you to go and I with a sword collect a harem with but <laughs> yeah what is uh, it dark envoy this is another action rpg uh, Dark Envoy set to arrive in October. Event Horizon announced a release date for CRPG Dark Envoy. Players will join siblings Malachi and Kayla in the fantasy world of... Oh, this is an XCOM-like, isn't it? this October. Honestly, this... It, it's like yeah. real-time with... X- oh, wow. Yeah, it's like tactical real-time. Okay. That, yeah, pass. Hard pass. This looks hard. <laughs> this is like Baldur. This is like Baldur's Gate one and two level of combat. Nope. Uh, no, because it doesn't look like they autoplay. Mm. A lot. A key part of those those real time with pause combat systems that is that you can rely on your AI to somewhat, sort of, kind of attack on their own. Though you still need to micromanage. But anyway, next story is is for you, Tam. It's totally for me. I have been so hyped for this. Tell us about uh, it. Uh, Mary Skelter Finale uh, hitting Steam in September. Idea Factor revealed that Mary Skelter Finale is launching on PC next month. The Dungeon Crawler rounds off the trilogy with the PC version, including all of its previously released DLC. I'm so hyped for this. <laughs> By all the versions. Well, I I was. It's actually been listed on Steam for the last several months, and they actually did have a release date up there, but then they removed it. So I was like, okay, when's it actually coming out now? And it's coming out in like two weeks. So I'm like really excited. I've, As we know, I've been streaming it here on the channel and been really enjoying the first game, which I don't usually play a lot of creepy, thrillery, scary games. And I've been having fun. I think it helps that it has cute anime girls. Because as we know, I have anime girls on the brain. What I so have is some Chris? some release dates for you. So this week we're getting Rhapsody two and three. What's up with that? That was a long time oh, coming. The, um, NIS is releasing a box set. Yeah. With them. You get the first one too, or just two and three? No, no, the first one's already released. <sighs> it was in the NIS class. We can't make anything game. easy, can we? <laughs> nope. Especially with NIS. All right. Oh. Go ahead. Although I've been getting the PC version, so they're sold individually. Do these have US art? Do they do US? Do they have uh, English voice acting and stuff on these? Or are they all Japan only? Um, 
but why don't we find out from our review in a little bit of the second one? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, next up, we've got Sea of Stars coming out this week. We talked about that earlier. That's the Chrono Trigger like that people have been looking forward to for a while. I'm looking forward to seeing the reviews of this one. It looks really pretty. Hopefully it turns out all right. Um, and let's see. Is that all we've got? What else? Um, Rhapsody. Uh, I feel like there was something else this week. Um, okay, right. The pre... If you bought the deluxe edition of Starfield, you'll be getting the, that this weekend, or this upcoming weekend. So, if you are on the deluxe edition, you get early access, so you'll be playing Starfield on the 31st or the 1st of September. So, if you're not going to PAX, you can enjoy playing Starfield instead, assuming you either bought the deluxe edition for 100 bucks, or if you have Game Pass, you paid the $35 to upgrade it to the deluxe edition. So... So, I had pre-ordered Rhapsody, and I was looking at my list of games that I, I pre-ordered, and I didn't know that Legend of Neuda Boundless Trails was PS4 and Switch only. I would have thought they would have done a five a PlayStation 5 version like they did with Reverie. I, I can't speak to it. I don't know. <laughs> so, sorry, I know that that's a tangent. That's just kind of, that's weird. I would have thought they would have, they've been doing a lot of PS4 slash 5 stuff. Anyway, sorry. No, that's fine. Next up, we got some reviews on the site. Um, two reviews that I thought were for the same thing until I realized, no, they just both start with R and have two. Um, but they're very <laughs> different games. Very different games indeed. Um, first off is Remnant 2, which is a, a game, is like a Dark Souls-like with guns. Uh, we gave it a four out of five from Zach Webster. Yeah, Zach Webster reviewed it. So go read that review if you're into the Remnant series and you're wondering if this one's for you. Um, spoilers, it probably is <laughs> if you're into that series. Um, and then next up, we've got... Oh, wait, we have to read the pluses and minus, right? Excellent Combat Foundation. Expanded RPG elements from the first game. Accessible cooperative options engaging secrets and puzzles help break up the standard game flow but some of the puzzles are too obtuse a lot of the story but none of it is very strong or excuse me a lot of story but none of it's very strong and some bosses are still tuned too difficult to which the readers say get good but you know whatever <laughs> and, and we say how many times can we expect chris to die during extra life this year i don't know that that is a likely contender for games I could play during extra life. <sighs> All right, and then we have a review for Rhapsody Two. I did not die, Von. I be- I didn't even play it. <laughs> I forgot that that was in there. You were he dying. Just gave me a death counter in the Slack are, channel. Are you gonna have to reset it? We should. But oh, it's okay. kind of funny to see it keep going it for up. Any deaths on the channel now? <laughs> okay. So anytime we game over live while we're streaming, new, new counter, mm. new death. Yep. All right, Rhapsody Two review from Sam Walker. She gave it a three and a half out of five. She says there are charming characters and story, fantastic music, hilarious localization, but it has bland dungeon design and enemies bare bones combat system and a very high encounter rate so let's see do we get anything the english voice acting in the game has wonderful performances she says so yes english voice acting there we go yeah. all yeah, right she had mentioned this on the discord but i figured it should come up during the podcast so good that's call like. yeah. yeah all right so there so, we go 
So and I'm actually honestly surprised they did. Um, oh, but the- it's only okay. It's not fully voiced. It's one of these early, you know, PlayStation type games where, or these PlayStationary games where things are like partially voiced. So yes, okay. Yeah, that, that but um, so in the which is fine. That's think- how they were. Yeah, I no, mean no, that's no, no, that's no, normal. Thank you. I have to think of re- so with Rhapsody when they did the 3ds version. Um, I think NIS did not get the license to the English voice track okay. for the songs. So they would be speaking English and suddenly you'd have a Japanese song playing. I'd have to double Is that, that true with the uh, the, re- the re-release they did? No, they actually did get the uh, original. They actually got the original vocal tracks for the songs in okay. the re-release. Um. So as we wrap up the show, breaking news, apparently Bob Barker died. <gasps> um, oh, wow. The, the people were amused that he uh, died at 99, meaning he got as close to uh, 100 oh, as possible without gracious, going over. Of course. Um, but, but in his honor, I will end at least in part of the show by saying uh, control the pet population in your area, spay and neuter your pets. Because that's how he did prices Right and something I very much believe in. And our let's showcase. have our showcase of what you'll be playing this week, Tim. Uh, the showcase is going to be Mary Skelter Nightmares. Mary Skelter Nightmares. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 mm-hmm. on the Switch. There may also be Atalia Iris 2. Depending on whether or not I can get a new computer ordered. Can, oh, and wow. It, it, the new computer really makes the bidding hard. All right. Yeah, and... and as special guest, there is always room for Nike, Goddess of Victory. Mm, that one's free, so that doesn't count. I was going to bid 150 bucks, but with a computer in that, $2,000. All right. Yeah, my, the computer I'm looking at is close to 4000 mm. Well, in the meantime, Chris, I, I will be playing more Baldur's Gate 3, hopefully having sex with at least somebody at this point. I don't even care. Fifty-nine night. I don't even care. <laughs> Just, just somebody. I'm just. This game is so horny, and yet I haven't had sex with anyone. What's going on? So apparently, I need to pick your brain about this orgy thing that you mm-hmm. told me about. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. Uh, otherwise, uh, since I abandoned it to play Vampire Survivors, I'll probably be playing a little bit more Eastward when I'm not uh, being horny in Baldur's Gate Three. I I don't know how to. Was it Ed McMahon that was the announcer, or am I thinking of someone else? I don't but think Rob Pardo. He, uh, it, Rob Pardo was Jeopardy. Um, the problem is I don't know the full history of Prices Right because, like, there was Prices okay. Right before Bob Barker, right? So, yeah. yeah, I don't know the full history of announcers, so I can't tell you whether yeah, or not Ed like McMahon Family ever Feud was. Has gone through a number of different people as well. Yeah. Well, I think Family Feud's been through way more. <laughs> True. <laughs> It's just we're all familiar with Bob Barker because that's who what we watched when, when we, we were, were all yeah. sick. Um, D- yeah. Don't deny it. That's what I apologize. I'm wrong. Bob Barker did start the show. Um, okay. I don't know what I saw where I thought I saw a host other than Bob Barker, but whatever I saw was either wrong or misleading because uh, Bob Barker started in '72 and ran until his retirement in '07, and then it's been Drew Carey ever since. Um, oh, here we go. So. 
The announcers was Johnny Olson, followed by Rod Roddy and Rich Fields. I think Rod okay. Roddy is the one we know, Kelly, from yeah. when we were kids. I know Rich. My bad. I actually know Rich. Oh, okay. So it may have been Rich first part of it. And then in April 2011, it became George Gray. So that's four different announcers there. So I completely missed the ball on that. Where did I get Ed, Ed McMahon and Rob Pardo? So Ed McMahon was on other shows. Um, yeah. Many other shows. And, of course, Publishers Clearinghouse. <laughs> Yeah, I I think the problem is the Tonight that, Show you know, is where where Ed McMahon was the big announcer okay. on Johnny Carson. I, I think the problem is that you know you're always sick when you watched uh, Price is Right, and I I heard Rob Pardo instead of Rod Roddy. So did you know Drew Carey was in the Marines? I did not, yeah. but that explains his hair. <laughs> I knew that. I don't know. Uh, Marine Corps stand up his sitcom, The Drew Carey Show. Whose line is it anyway? And then Price is Right. <laughs> My favorite thing about the Drew Carey show was that he had an ironclad contract so he could pretty much do anything he wanted on that show, which is why we got such weird episodes like the Sims episode. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's a big he's a big fan of tech and stuff. Which is so, so. weird to see him on the least techie show imaginable, the Price is Right. <laughs> Because there is nothing techy about, you know, Some guessing the price of beans. <laughs> In, all right. My, anyway, my, my favorite Price is Right game was always Plinko. Guess the price of beans in 1972. <laughs> I was also, for some reason, very scared of the game with the uh, Yodor that went up the Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to see him about- fall. Cliffhanger, by the way, is the name, but. Yeah, something about that one when I was a little kid freaked me out. But I was always happy to see Plinko. Plinko's always a fun one to watch. Whoa, the price is right at night. That's a thing they do? When is that? What? Apparently that's something they did in 2019. They've had... How many episodes? 25 episodes. A primetime version. Ooh. Oh, I see. They have, like, celebrity guest stars and, to, and stuff. Hmm. It must be like filling time when, you know what? <laughs> oh no, they didn't. But uh, yeah, the let's see, the episode dated June third. So I don't know. This is a thing. I was going to say maybe they're doing it during writing writer strikes, but they were doing it at times where there was not a writer strike. So I don't know. <sighs> Alex Trebek and yeah. Bob Barker were yeah. losing all of our childhood yeah. games. We're going to die one day too, Kelly. And on that I positive know. note. Um... Well, uh... <laughs> Uh, Vanna White and uh, what's his what's his name are uh, Pat retiring Sajak. from yeah yeah pa- Pat Sajak are retiring from Wheel of Fortune. Um, is there uh, there any controversies around Pat Sajak? I imagine like this is the time where you'd hear about them if there are. It's like he spent way too clean. How can this be true? <laughs> I don't know. I'm distracted watching Adam Sandler and Bob get into the. Their oh goodness! Fight, you're watching the thing. All right. <laughs> That is a great scene. Anyways, uh, Ryan there- Seacrest has taken over for Sajak, by the way, which is weird. But yeah, that's going to be weird. When you see people who aren't game show hosts turn into game show hosts, that's when you know you are getting old. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I mean, he kind you- of in the game. He's kind of a game show host that's not really a game show host. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, he was kind of already halfway. Well, he's on, like, the Today Show and stuff. Seacrest has been on everything. He's just a host. He's a host host. What is up with that? I forgot Seacrest was the MTV host before. Okay. He's also uh, been... He was also the other half of uh, Dick Clark's Rockin' New Year's Eve for a number of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Dick Clark right after... couldn't, you know, really talk well anymore. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, they couldn't really have Dick Clark on the cameras as much anymore because yeah. of his stroke yeah. and all the plastic surgery he had. Yeah. But anyway, that's depressing. Rest in peace, Bob Barker. We're going to call the show then. Um, thanks for watching. Oh, wait, I'm going to play Baldur's Gate 3 and path of exile and go to pax next weekend which we will not have a show by the way because uh ann and i'll be out at pax um and there will be rp gamer coverage coming to you from other people who also be at pax um i'm there mostly to support her and because i don't like doing video game convention writing anymore because i'm an old man and i got tired um (laughs) and i'm sorry (laughs) are are we also then not having no anna streams this week again um I don't know if Anna will be streaming or not. She has just been dealing with health issues, and I don't know where she's at. So, um, oh, and bidding on your showcase, by the way, uh, Chris, t- yeah? t- two thousand and one dollars. Two thousand one. Okay, great. Because don't you just love that price? Is right. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. I want to go play some Baldur's Gate. All right. We'll see you next week every or two in two weeks, everybody. Thanks for yeah, watching. I think she said three weeks. Three weeks? Well, yeah, just she... two weeks for us. Right? Uh, no, because we're still in Seattle then. It will be three weeks. Yeah, Unless and, JC and, and Kelly do something, I think no, it's just uh, gonna JC's be three weeks. Servants out. So unless like we find us uh, someone okay. else who can host. Yep, yep. <laughs> All right, so with that, um, spay and neuter your pets, protect the population, um, uh, and take care take care of of your all bear cubs in in Baldur's Gate three, and hopefully everyone will be done with the game by the time we're back. But we'll see. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> we'll see so you in three weeks, everybody. Back. It's been fun. Bye bye. Bye bye.